Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hear it here first. You are, you are now, now rocking with the hottest business and spirituality podcast show, the, the Transform You Live Show, hosted by Marcus Hart and Paul Greaves. This is the only place where you can get on your own personal transformation journey, drawn from personal stories, books, and much, much more. For more information, visit TransformYouBroadcast.com. That's Transform the Letter U, Broadcast.com. Only on the Transform You Media Network. Now here's your host. All right. Hello, my people, my people, my people. Welcome back to another amazing show. This is the Transform You Live show. We are back. We are back. Uh, so first of all and foremost, I want to thank North Bay Freight for all that they do, for providing the wonderful facilities here at Transform You Radio uh, headquarters over on North Prospect. So if you're in the Milwaukee area, stop on by. I'd like to see you. Visit them at North Bay Freight on Facebook and on IG at North Bay Freight, especially if you want to get behind the wheel, they are hiring for truckers. And if you got something to ship off, I mean, rather large or small package, they go East Coast to West Coast, maybe even to Canada. So speaking of Canada, let's turn over to our guest for today. Uh, our, uh, our Canadian friend, you know, she's been doing some incredible work uh, she's making headwaves uh, in the industry right now as a holistic health mindset and health coach. Uh, I got with us today, Sabrina. Sabrina, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce us in your own words to so just uh, to the complete package of all that you do, all that you offer and where you come from. All right. So, um, hi, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be uh, talking to you about this topic. Uh, my name is Sabrina. As you mentioned, I'm a holistic health mindset and habit coach, and I work with women who have a history of chronic yo-yo dieting or struggling with the relationship with food and I help them find peace with food, find confidence in their body, and I help them achieve a healthy and sustainable lifestyle that they can actually stick to, that they can actually enjoy so that they can finally reach optimal mental and physical health for the long term. Hey, that's outstanding. Um, I was just talking to you on the, on the other side uh, just about um, how, how you got into that particular work and you know first of all you know um it is a very compelling story and i think it's something that everyone can draw from and everybody can resonate with you know if they have gone through um, either a, a similar situation or is maybe currently going through it right now so um tell us a little bit about that absolutely so i want to start off by saying that unfortunately i think that a lot of us, especially women, struggle with our relationship with food, even if we know it or not. And for me, it started off at a very young age. 
I was an elite synchronized swimmer. So that is a sport that is really highly focused on the way that your body looks. You right. make certain teams if you're looking a certain way, if your legs are skinny enough, if you're tall enough, if you're tan enough. And so when you're really young, when you're growing up as a teenager, and that's the constant message that you're getting um, exposed to, that becomes kind of your reality. You start linking your worth to how small your body can be. And the things that we learn at a very young age, it stays with you for a long time without you even being conscious of it. So when I retired from the sport at the age of 16 and I was no longer training 20, 25 hours a week, of course my body started to change and I didn't know how to navigate this new world where I had to be conscious of what I was eating because when you're an athlete, you eat whatever you want and it doesn't yeah. really matter. Right. Um, and I had to navigate this new world of not training these crazy hours and my body did change. I did start gaining weight because I had never learned the right habits in order to live this kind of balanced and, and healthy lifestyle. So I did what everyone did, which I started doing the restrictive dieting and counting calories and doing keto and doing intermittent fasting, like trying everything that other people were doing, hoping to get my health in order. You know, that that does seem to be like one of the craziest things and and maybe take away that that judgment tag of crazy, but. Uh, we we would tend to like do the things that we think is going to work, but we end up harming ourselves uh, more uh, in the end because we 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 guesstimating, you know we we doing a lot of guesstimation, and and then we're we're adopting a lot of things that you know mainstream media you know says like okay well you do it this way you know or we getting input from friends and family like oh you do it this way or we just going with the motion like okay. Uh, so, so what was some of the things you, you did or, or tried uh, before, you know, you, you, you arrived at where you are now? Yeah, and, and what you were saying is absolutely true. We, we think that there's this one-size-fits-all thing that's going to work for everyone. And because your cousin was able to lose weight on keto or, you know, your coworker was, was able to lose weight doing intermittent fasting, you think that it's going to work for you. And the truth of the matter is that everyone's body is different. Everyone has a different history, has different genetics, and there is no one size fits all. And for me, I did everything that most people would do. So I started demonizing carbs. So I wasn't eating pasta. I wasn't eating bread. I, um, I would eat really, really clean Monday yeah. through Friday and then on Friday night, it'd be like one innocent piece of pizza would lead to an entire pizza and a bag of mm. chips and the ice cream because I had this mentality of, well, if I've already ruined my day, then I'm just going to eat all the foods for the weekend and start again and be good on Monday. Um, I did the calorie counting. So I did extremely low calories, you know, 1200, mm -hmm. 1500 calories, where you're, you're depriving yourself of enough fuel, right. you're hungry all the time. 
and you think that you're doing it in the name of health, but really it's, it's not self-care. You're just harming your body. You got that right. Oh, we like that. That really uh, hits me in, in a personal space because I, I remember uh, when I was on the wrestling team and you, you know, you got to drop rate pretty fast, you know, to, to, to make a certain weight class for, for those who are not too familiar with wrestling. And, and, when it came to time to to weigh in, you know, uh, or it was getting close to that day, you know, for for me, like I, I was a young guy, you know, and not that not that uh, informed. So I, I go out and buy uh, the the hugest <laughs> diet uh, diet uh, powder there is, chucking that stuff down, uh, getting all type of um, uh, those uh, different lozenges that you know. Cause you to go to the restroom constant time. So like, it was crazy, you know, mm -hmm. but you know, once I learned that I, I was hard myself, you know, I, I felt even more bad, you know, did a lot of that guilt come up for you? And, 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 and can, can you describe like, you know, uh, how you maybe process that better? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, it's funny because I didn't really know how much I was harming my body until years later until right. I was out of it. And I look back on my behaviors and I realize, like, oh my goodness, I really neglected myself. I neglected my, my mental health. I ne neglected my physical health. But in the moment, the guilt wasn't about my behaviors. The guilt came from thinking I wasn't doing enough, thinking mm. I wasn't, um, I wasn't trying hard enough because if when I was dieting, I would maybe be able to be good for a couple of weeks. And then of course I would break because I was relying on this willpower that can only last for so long. I would fall off the wagon and then I would undo all of the efforts that I was trying so hard. And the guilt came from that, from thinking there was something wrong with me because I couldn't make it work and I couldn't be good enough and I couldn't stick to anything. That was the biggest part. And that's something I see the most in my clients, the people I work with is thinking that there's something wrong with them when it really is just their approach was never meant to work in the first place. Ooh, man, you you really bringing the heat then like you and like if we can just hold it right there and like really hone in on just that particular uh subject right there and uh, and it's not even to switch gears at all but I, I think so many people you know particularly in this western culture you know rather it be canada rather it be america rather it be the uk uh no matter you know what we're talking about just western uh culture uh many you know, and I, you know, I, and um, those who are pressured easily by, you know, impressable, you know, by social media, you know, when you get the looking down the news feed and you seeing the body types and you say, wow, you know, like you said, am I trying hard enough? Am I am I doing doing the right things? Mm -hmm. You know, so like we we really have to like you know uh, be careful now because we we so fragile. You know, uh, is, is what we expose ourselves on a constant, constant basis. You know, head, head is. Do you think this is like one of the hugest pressing issues? You know, for uh, a lot of, a lot of people, uh, that that the social media culture has really, you know, uh, pushed them even harder to want to try 
try, try, and try to the point where they've been neglecting, you know, mental health, they've been neglecting, you know, um, body health. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know that I used to follow these accounts on social media thinking that it would give me more motivation and Mm -hmm. it would encourage me. And the fact of the matter is that, number one, you only see what they're putting out on social media. Right. You don't see what's going on behind the scenes. You don't see, you know, they might be posting pictures at the gym every day or eating all this healthy food. They might be really, really unhappy and really unhealthy on the inside. Mm -hmm. I know that when I was dieting and when I was going through my extremes, I did go through phases where maybe my body looked really good. I was really skinny and maybe really muscular. I was also depressed, but no one would know that because no one puts that on social media. People (laughs) only put the good stuff. And to compare your back door to someone else's front door, it's just harmful because then you think there's something wrong with you. Why can't I be as happy and as healthy and as, you know, balanced as this other person when you don't really know what's going on for that person? Whew. You, you really speaking you know, t- the truth right now. And I, I, I think that is the, the smoke screen that uh, needs to be just ripped down <laughs> totally so people can 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 get get that through you know and uh, I, I think your work really really can help a lot of people you know tear that smoke screen uh, in, away from uh, just what what they're looking at because there there is struggles you know for every individual rather rather they're doing the right thing or not. Mm-hmm. And and this is something I actually do with my clients right from the beginning is I call it a social media detox. And mm-hmm. I say, let's either block or remove or, you know, mute any accounts that make you feel worse about yourself. And a lot of the times these can be accounts that you think have been motivating you and encouraging you, but when you're looking at it and you tune in on your actual energy, when you look at these accounts, you realize that when you look at that picture, you feel guilt and you feel discouraged and defeated with your own progress. That account, it's not helpful for you. It's not helpful to be tearing yourself down every day. You need to look at real accounts that talk about real problems, that talk about real issues, and that encourage your goals. And if your goals are to be healthier in a way that makes sense, that is realistic, that is sustainable, then you need to look at accounts that align with that message, not some that make you feel like you're not doing enough. Exactly. Uh now we we are going to switch gears a, a little bit now when when we think about you know body positivity you know uh, a lot of that has uh been at the forefront of the mainstream now and uh, a lot of people just don't know what to do with it um and there's been uh, those who has pushed back against it there's those who you know uh, has taken it to a whole nother level within saying that like hey i'm just going to be who i am what i am and uh, if I'm unhealthy, I'm unhealthy. Uh, so uh, how do we strike a balance, you know, where we can still feel good about ourselves 
and uh, but also not feel like we're being shamed uh, for you know doing you know what what we what in respects is going to keep us living. Yeah, good question. So I always tell my my clients and and my community is if right now you're in a place where you truly hate your body where you truly have a lot of self-hatred about who you are, then going straight to body positivity, it's going to be a lot of fake it till you make it. And a lot of the times it just doesn't feel authentic. And it you're just trying to put forward a face that's not true. And you can't fake that. And so I, I do believe that, yes, eventually you do want to get to a point where you are body positive. But the first step is to get to body neutrality, where you're not necessarily loving your body, but you're also not hating it. You're just realizing that your body is this physical thing that has no actual meaning to it. I always use this example of when you go to a dog park and you see a golden retriever and a pit bull and a chihuahua, you don't start judging their bodies and saying that per- that dog is lazy because it <laughs> looks that way and that dog doesn't take care of itself because it looks that way. We don't associate meaning to different dogs' bodies because we understand that different dogs will have different bodies. They will yeah. look differently. But we do this with humans. We expect everyone to look the exact same way because that's what is spread online. And when you can finally take a step back and realize that my body is just a body and it is the least interesting thing about me, then Mm -hmm. you're able to actually tune in on things that are going to help you feel better. This is, this is not always about looking better. If you truly want to improve your health, then it's not necessarily about getting your body to look smaller. It's about putting together a system and behaviors that are going to make you feel better on a daily basis. Man, you got that right. Because what I notice is like, What's what's more infection is is you know not like you said it's not necessarily the the body the the outer layer of, layer of a person is is when you can tell when a person really feels good about themselves when when, when a person is really feeling good you know internally also uh, and that really uh, caters to uh, a good mental health and and a very good spiritual health as well. Uh, and that's that's something that we, we we constantly talk about, you know, on on this uh, particular podcast. Um, and so that transformation, uh, I, I think that's that's a uh, a transformation that we need to focus on. And, and it seems like you know you you hitting that you hitting at that, and that's what what you work on uh, throughout your program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's when you're finally able to realize that you don't have to hate your body enough that's going to motivate you to make a change and that actually appreciating what it can do for you and just appreciating that it's there, you want to take care of it better. And just because you appreciate and respect your body, it doesn't mean that you're letting yourself go or that you're giving up you're actually doing 
something that's more productive for your health because you actually want to take care of your body. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, th that That is good motivation uh, when you got that mindset. Now, moving, moving on to something something else and um you know but not moving too far away <laughs> so so we, we just we just uh driving the truck uh mm -hmm. to to, a, to another destination and it, now in, in terms of like just you know habits you know so habits is a, a another another great thing and um we, we know uh with the practice of habits you can become successful uh and and, and just optimize yourself in, in anything you're trying to master uh, with this part of your work um now what tell us a little bit about that and you know what what is an example of a just a a, a, a way that a, a bad habit has developed and you know how can we unroot uh, these bad habits and replace them yeah absolutely so that's one thing that i think people don't focus on when they're trying to change their lifestyle and they're trying to improve their health, what they'll do is they'll just focus on the outcome. They'll focus on, I want to lose weight. I want to fit into this particular size. I want to run this distance. But when you just have an outcome and you don't look at, okay, what are the tiny behaviors that I can do every single day in order to get there, then Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com dash spirit park. you have this goal in mind and then let's say you do lose that weight but you haven't focused on like really set habits that you do so automatically every single day mm -hmm. then you just fall right back into where you were at before because you never learned how to maintain that you just right. focused on this goal and so people will always have this all or nothing mentality if mm -hmm. i have to lose 20 pounds I'm just going to go from eating like complete junk to eating super clean seven days a week. And <laughs> yeah. that never lasts long term because uh, your, your, your brain can only kind of white knuckle through that for so long. And what I like to do with my clients is I break it down into, okay, what habits can we implement daily and make them so solid and so automatic for you that you don't have to think about it anymore. It just becomes part of who you are. The same way that you wake up, you brush your teeth, you make a coffee, 
you don't have to force yourself or motivate yourself to do that. It's just something that you do every single day because your brain gets really good at what it does repeatedly. And the same way that a good habit like going for a walk in the morning or meditating or journaling or eating one serving of vegetables at lunch, something so simple, when you do it enough and you do it with the right process, it becomes part of your new identity. And once it becomes your new identity, it's really, really difficult to fall back into the person that you were before you started all the work. I like that word, new identity. <laughs> so, yeah, I like how you use that, you know. So, yeah, because ultimately, when you add on something like that, that is a trans- total transformation into something, into a new, new identity. Uh, I, I think what what became very, very prevalent, you know, in a lot of people when we were sheltered in uh, for, during the pandemic was uh, we we started developing uh, these these um, these poor eating habits uh, where like you know we, we were just in and because food was just right there and we couldn't go out and and, and get away from it so we just. We just, oh, you know, I might as well just go munch on something. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And you were asking before, like, what what causes these bad habits to develop? And I can say without a doubt, it's the lack of awareness of our own habits. I do a lot of this work. You know, the first week with my clients, I say, we're not going to change anything yet. What I want you to do is I want you to become aware of the habits that you do on a daily basis because so often we go through life, we're distracted, we're busy, we're always thinking of the next thing. We'd never take a step back, sit down and reflect on why we do what we do, how often we do it. And so, of course, if you don't know what might be causing your problems or your struggles, then how can you possibly begin to change it? That's that's when you gotta really sit down and and, and take the the moment to think too. I, I think um, one thing we do is like once we once we feel an emotion, we think we gotta act on that emotion uh, right away, and. And what that does, that can really quickly disrupt the peace if you continually to do, you know, be so impulsive and, and so reactatory um, in, in, in how you're feeling. And, and, and if you add in and if that action is, OK, well, I'm going to grab a, a chip or I'm going to grab, you know, or I'm just going to lay down um, when you know you should be getting up. And, and and maybe you know taking a stroll around the, around the house a little bit you know something you know whatever you know whatever those small steps you, like like you mentioned uh, could can go in place of you know feeling feeling crummy, um, mm-hmm. you know do do you do you ever come come across people you know or maybe maybe in your own life where uh, where they they've been you know so reactory you know uh, so impulsive that like you know you you gotta you gotta break break that and, and make, just tell them like, hey, slow down, you know, just, just think. <laughs> it's okay to think. Give yourself permission to think. Do I ever come across these people? These are the only <laughs> people I come across. Um, because especially when it comes to um, our eating habits, mm-hmm. this is something that I work on with my clients and I offer like a seven-day free mindful eating challenge because oh. 
being mindful and just something as simple as whenever you get an urge to eat something, asking yourself, taking a step back, taking 10 seconds and asking yourself, do I really want this? And am Mm -hmm. I hungry? Like that, that simple question of, am I hungry? We don't even ask ourselves that question anymore. We're just doing it because the cupcake is in front of us. And uh, um, my clients can all say that just taking that pause and asking themselves that question it is a game changer and it is so simple and everyone can do that. Yeah, but you, but you know who else doesn't allow you to to, to uh, ask that question is those those doggone advertisers with <laughs> with the slow music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> slow relaxing music and and the, the the zoom in shots of the of the cupcakes and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> So these these guys are notorious, and um, and they do it in the movie theaters too, you know. So, so. Yeah, yeah. So, so how how do we get, how do we break those? Chains? <laughs> well, here's the thing: is we're always going to be um, exposed to like the the media trying to get you to buy a certain product and to consume a certain thing, but. When you know your own triggers, first of all, and when you're allowing yourself to eat the foods that you really want at any time, instead of feeling like you need to wait until that special occasion, you're not hyping those foods up in your head, right? So when you see the cupcake, you're not thinking, I need to have that cupcake right now because it's available. You know that if you don't particularly want that cupcake in that moment or you're not hungry, you can have it tomorrow or the day after without that guilt, without thinking that it has to be this special occasion. And then you're taking away that urgency of having the food right away because you're allowing yourself that unconditional permission to eat it whenever you actually crave it and want it. Hey, that's awesome. Well, that that does put a little bit more lighter weight to carry, you know, in your in your backpack. Um, literally, if you want to put something in your backpack, you can put something in your backpack and fight back it lighter. Hey, Sabrina, this is this incredible information. So, you know, as, as we you know approach like uh, you know the thirty minute mark here, you know, um, I, I I definitely. Like you know, as as an athlete yourself, um, former athlete, uh, that you know, um, definitely definitely got you know uh, rolled into this uh, this line of work, and you really put a, a big emphasis on uh, self care and, and the importance of that. Uh, when when we think about um, uh, Simone Biles uh, and uh, Naomi Osaki and and a, a lot of other uh, athletes that's just now coming out and saying, hey, you know, um, time for some self care. Um, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? You know, and, um, and, you know, and if you were to work with, work, work with them, you know, um, you know, hypothetically, you know, you know, that would be the dream client, of course, Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, how, how would you approach, you know, the conversation? Yeah. I mean, I think it's our, our mental health is number one. 
It's mm-hmm. the thing that carries, we carry everywhere. It's the thing that affects every single decision we make, whether it's with our relationships, whether it's the decisions we make for our own health, our careers, our family. And to put that on the back burner for a goal that's going to be temporary, even a goal as big as the Olympics, I think that you always have to come back to what is the most important and and what is going to be with me forever. And I absolutely admire these athletes that are coming out and saying, yes, I may have been training my entire life for this, but especially let's say in Simone Biles' case, it could be physically dangerous for me to compete where my mental health is not where it's at. It's being able to not feel selfish and not feel like you're letting people down. In the end, you are the most important person. And I tell this to my clients as well. If you're not taking care of yourself because you think that you always need to be taking care of other people, you're just trying to pour from an empty cup and you're not you're not serving anyone, right? Because if you're not taking care of yourself first, you're not able to take care of other people. Hey, you got that right. And um, some people really just try to like antagonize you. They will uh, they will put you on a grill and, and try to barbecue you because you said maybe once out of maybe a thousand times, finally, <laughs> they're like, hey, I'm just going to do something for me. You yeah. Know, so um, the people pleasing is, is at an all time high. Um, and uh, I think um, it's about time we do advocate for ourselves a little bit more. And uh, there's nothing selfish about self-care. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you are an advocate, advocate for uh, mental health and, and, and that's in, heavily involved in your practice. Um, uh, so if if there was. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anything that you know that we haven't uh, talked about today, you know, that you want to put out there, um, what, what, what would that be? So if any of your listeners are people, especially women who are right now struggling with their own health and they feel like there is something broken with them, like nothing will ever work for them, like they've tried everything out there and they might be afraid of what if I let go of dieting, you know, what if I try something different and I actually... Um, remove the rules and remove the restrictions and actually start taking care of myself in a genuine way. Um, If there's fear there, it's normal. Like um, most of my clients, they were terrified to let go of this, this societal norm and, and do something different. But you know, the classic quote of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and hoping to get different results. And that's kind of what dieting is. So 
if you are someone who is wondering how can I finally take care of my health in a way that is sustainable, that is healthy, I can tell you that it absolutely is possible because I didn't think that I could do it. I thought I was broken and all of my clients felt the same way. But truly, if you want to take care of your your physical health and your mental health and you want it to be long term, your very first step is to get rid of diet culture and to take Mm -hmm. a different approach that is more compassionate, that is kinder, and that will be sustainable for the long term. So much in that, you know, so much wrapped in that. especially when, you know, when we're talking about women, you know, um, not, not being a woman and, and hearing so many different, you know, women uh, perspective over the, the past couple of years, um, especially this year, especially as it's been, you know, um, seeing, seeing it's, it's always important. Don't get me wrong, but like, I don't know. It's just something about this year that seems, you know, even more prevalent than, than, than most years um, where there's, you know, it seems like uh, there's so many gender wars on you know, different social media platforms. It's crazy, you know, things going mm-hmm. crazy, uh, and uh, we we know that the, the struggle, you know, um, can be you know tough uh, for uh, most women when we when we talk about dieting because like they they you know these diet companies you know uh, target women specifically. Um, we know uh, although uh, the the Instagram. Um, uh, the things that appear on Instagram, you know, uh, although it may seem like it's targeting a uh, man, but, you know, they're targeting women, you know, because they, they sell in women products. And so, you know, what do you see? You see the model. And and, and then what, instantly what happens, you, you start going and looking in the mirror and say, well, I may not be able to fit those jeans like that, or I may not be able to fit that shirt like that. You yeah. Know? Um, so, and so they the are extremely... That extremely good at marketing. I mean, there's a reason why it's an $80 billion industry. They're experts at at making at targeting vulnerable women and making them feel like there's something wrong with them and like their product or their diet or their solution is going to be that thing that fixes them. Yeah. So, you know, so this, this, this lack of confidence, you know, this, what is dropping confidence, um, you know, in women, um, it, it seems like, you know, it, it's being displayed a little bit differently. Do, do you agree that it's, you know, like um, that, that there's a hidden uh, thing going on now where, you know, most women are not proud to say that like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm lacking in some confidence or, or, is, or is the conversation still being had that like, you know, there's still a need to help boost the confidence of most women? Yeah, I think that most women struggle with confidence issues. But on top of that, what I've noticed is that most women are afraid to be confident in the fear of looking like they have a big ego or like they're bragging. And this is something I see in my own clients. They're so afraid to start being confident because of what other people will say. And my, my, my constant reaction is to tell them, like, when you meet someone who's confident, who's happy in their skin, who is so sure of who they are, do you judge them or do you admire them? And everyone says, oh, my God, I admire them. I wish that I could be like them. And you can be like them. 
and you can be that that confident person even right now you don't need to achieve a certain body you don't need to become a certain person in order to have that permission to be confident confidence comes from within it doesn't come from other people's approval yeah and, and you know we we mentioned it earlier too is that you know um and, and i think i said it or you know rather than you but uh, a person who is it's very well said setting themselves and, and and really you know starts having that better relationship with with themselves and, and feels very positive um it's, it's very infectious you know they it's very infectious and I, I think people gravitate towards that a lot more uh, than uh, people who's just out here just like carrying a facade and you know um you know uh, very high high highly prideful and uh thinking they're all that in the bag of chips because like you know they got a banging body you mm-hmm. know you know, so like I, I would rather rock with the person, you know, who's uh, positive and, you know, um, very secure in themselves and, you know, and, and highly confident, you know, and, and just what they bring to the table, you know, rather than someone who's just, you know, um, bragging off like, you know, what they got on the outside. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so, you know, um, is this how we find peace too? you know, I, I mean, I know the answer to that, but, you know, uh, it's, it's definitely always good to hear from, you know, from some, from you, you know, from someone like you, uh, is this, is this ultimately the, the path to peace, you know, uh, and, and maybe is this the path we can, you know, get the peace for, for all of us in this world, you know, if we can all just, you know, uh, exercise in, in this, in this matter. Absolutely. I think it's the path to peace. I think it's the path to truly being happy is to, know who you are, to accept who you are, and to remember that you're not always going to please everyone. But if you're so comfortable with the person that you are right now, and that you don't need to change to please anyone, those people who don't like you or who don't fit with you, they're just not meant to be in your life. And there's going to be people who truly love you for who you are. And when you're not trying to be someone else, when you're not trying to put up a wall and you don't feel like an imposter in your own body, you do find that peace. And you can go through the day knowing exactly what path you're on and not feeling like you're living life for someone else. Excellent. Well, you know, I, I think we hit everything here. You know, if, if not, you know, you definitely are very much invited back, you know, to, to conversate with us again, you know, whenever we have it, um, you know, something that we want to go over, you know, we're we going to look for you. <laughs> <laughs> but you're definitely an expert in this particular field. Um, now, if do us a favor and, and tell everyone where we can, you know, find you at and um, and how we can get in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, anyone who wants to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at sabrina.magna, which is M-A-G-N-A-N dot health. Um, You can also find me on my website, which is sabrinamagna.com. And you can find me on Facebook, same thing, sabrinamagna.com. You can send me a message um, and I'd be really happy to, to talk to you. Outstanding. Um, well, it's, it's definitely been a pleasure today uh, to talk with you. Um, and, you know, 
again, you know, uh, you're definitely well invited, very much invited back to come to talk with the audience uh, whenever, you know, you got something new coming up or if it's an event or, you know, if we got a tough topic that we can't handle on our own. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm going to be calling you. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is something I could talk about for hours and hours. So I would be <laughs> happy to be back. Yeah. All right. And so those who, who's been watching live, we appreciate you so much for joining in the conversation today. You know, if you didn't leave a comment, you can always leave leave one um, post on this particular recording. Uh, if you're playing back the recording too, you know, if you had to that be in podcast format, however you listen it, uh, you can do the same thing with a review. Uh, you can send a direct message. Um, through email at media at transformu.us. That's media transformu.us. Tell us what you think about this particular interview recording. We want your thoughts. We want your feedback. Otherwise, you know, you heard the plugs. Those plugs will be also in the episode description of the recording. You know, uh, it's not in the live uh, stream for those who are looking all over the place for it. Um, mm -hmm. We can only put so much in the live stream uh, episode descriptions it's pretty weird but do what the words around me say and that's for one share if you haven't already uh, that share button is very easy to find um, it looks pretty distinguished take it right now share it all over the place share it with someone know you know someone you don't know and um, of course hit the subscribe button hit that notification bell so that you can get more and more of this great content. Um, I'm your host as always, Marcus Hart. We've been rocking today with Sabrina. Uh, you, this is the only place where you can make real life and business transformation. Shout out to our sponsor, North Bay Freight, for all that they do. Until next time, many blessings, peace, and lots of love. We are out. or listen to the Transform You Live show on any podcast app, on Roku, or on YouTube. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.